Hey everybody, welcome to the ZI Podcast. Uh, shout out to Brandon again for that awesome theme song, and a shout out to Will for the incredible fan art he sent us. Uh, he drew us a painting uh, just for the podcast, not like Zelda art, just podcast fan art, which is really, really cool, and he's going to send that to me, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm very flattered. I'm Adam, as always, your host, and this week I am joined by... I'm Jake, and I am, uh, I'm still coming down from the New Year celebration, so it's, it's going to be a nice, low-key podcast today. <sighs> all right who we got next <laughs> all right what's up guys you know new year new chris kitchen like like always you know you can still find me at, at new Remodeled. year's chris kitchen oh just kidding guys what's up how's it going miss you hi it's 2015 i'm caleb and i still haven't learned to use the bathroom before recording oh <laughs> caleb was on a uh, previous episode with us episode six right it was subtitled triggers you can find it somewhere oh, oh yeah, okay. that was an episode i was in Oh, that might have been episode I th- seven. I think I that might have been my first episode. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, we have... Uh, hey, I'm Diggs, uh, also known as Diggsbot. I'm an animator or online, and yeah. Mr. <laughs> Diggsbot, animator extraordinaire. One of my favorites. Uh, glad to have you with us, Diggsbot. Glad to have all of you with us this week. Um, yeah, got to If you there. heard that theme song, if you saw that cover art and you thought, hey, I could do something like that, be sure to send that to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. We'll happily accept it. We'll respond to your emails. Um, I will be very grateful. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a cool shout-out on the podcast if you care. Yeah. Um, so this week, I found a bunch of news. Uh, but I categorized it because there's so much of it. Yeah. Let me give you the rundown. Do it. This week in... Do it. News. Do it. Do it. Why are you guys, like, pressuring do me it. with a bunch of bullies? Do it. Hold on. Jake, be quiet. I want to do a thing. Jake, you're being such a bully. Wait, Adam. Chris, do the thing. News with Adam. Are we doing this again? No, Another we're, not. News we're not joke? doing it again. Another news we're not joke. Doing it again. Well, we're I, just, I just did it. Adam, tell us. Okay. In Zelda news, uh, there is a new Majora's Mask special edition that has been planned for the U.S. and they are burning through the pre-orders. Uh, Amazon, Best Buy, uh, GameStop, e- uh, eBay, e- EB Games. I think all have pre-orders going up and they're all selling out like crazy. Uh, a Skyward Sword theme for the 3DS is hitting Europe. Uh, Eiji Aonuma and Koei Tecmo producer Yosuke Hayashi recently explained how characters were chosen for Hyrule Warriors and news about Tingle. Um, saying, uh, oh, I'll say that later. Uh, a cool concept art featuring an unused ghost-like companion to uh, Link who looks a lot like Zelda was shown for Hyrule Warriors. Hmm. Uh, in other gaming news, unrelated to our favorite series, mine at least, um, uh, <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie, there's a little bit of news about him we're going to be sharing with you that mm. um, may or may not be confirmed. Rumors, rumors, but a lot of things pointing in the right directions, hopefully. Uh, Toys R Us is still canceling Amiibo orders because they don't like you. Um, a real estate company, Movoto, has uh, proposed that GTA 6 should take place in Portland, Oregon, because reasons. Um, Star Fox U will be playable at E3. And in kind of gaming news, uh, IGN's Greg Miller has quit to do his own work with the group Kind of Funny. And this is a little bit important, so I'm just going to say it now. Um, Je suis Charlie. Uh, if you haven't heard, there was a uh, satirical newspaper in France that was uh, hit by a terrorist attack, and our hearts go out to everyone who was affected by it. Over 12 satirists were killed, including the editor and uh, celebrated cartoonists. Um, it's one of the deadliest terrorist attacks in France in the last 50 years. I know it's a little somber, but I feel like it's important because it's a big freedom of speech issue, and on the podcast we celebrate freedom of speech, unless I go into the editing room and take away their freedom of speech. Fuck! Um, <laughs> 
which he does a lot. I do it a lot. <laughs> don't censor that, Adam. I'm serious. I have to. No, you don't. Do you? I, I will lose my job if I do not. All right, Adam, you said a lot of things there, so I think we should get right to it. Yeah, we have a few t- fan topics this week. We have some things that I want to talk to Digsbot about. It's going to be a big episode. Uh, lots of content. So where to begin? That is a good question. Let's we'll talk right about... back to you after this short break. Uh, <laughs> the ZI Podcast is brought to you by ZIPodcast.com. Go to ZIPodcast.com for your free trial of the ZI Podcast. We are actually brought to you by... <laughs> We are brought to you by ZeldaInformer.com. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, a new Majora's Mask uh, special edition has been announced, and it's just for the U.S. And uh, you get like a little statue. Yeah, I pre-ordered mine. Yeah, it it features Skull Kid with Majora's Mask on. Uh, it's pretty cool. But the thing that really has been bothering me is that people have already gone online and have been selling their pre-orders for double the price. Oh my god! And oh, man. with all the amiibo like shorts in terms of like they're they're not they're running out too fast on amiibo Mm -hmm. um i think that nintendo should really take this as a lesson to make a lot of these pre-orders available like make sure that they're producing a bunch of these statues because if they don't they're missing out on a lot of profit i know it's at the same time go on go on go on oh i'm sorry at the same it is a limited edition so i mean like but it's also Nintendo's it's profits day, as opposed man. to giving to some scalper for twice the price, which exactly. is not Exactly. Nintendo okay. doesn't make a dime of that money. Like, yeah. They, they just don't. They, in fact, they lose double the profit as a result. And I'm not saying they should double the price of the Amiibo or the statue. I'm saying that they should make more of them to compensate for that so that people don't have to pay for these extravagant prices for something. Right. That, it's kind of, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that like, it's I, only I hate been... it. Go on, go on, go on. No, 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 go. Okay, I think it's I think it's ridiculous when people try to rip off people for enjoying a series. Like I get uh, going on and like a favorite prop artist of mine is Vulpin Props. He makes these extravagant prop pieces, and you know you pay a couple hundred bucks for them, but they're like unique. He'll never make them again, mm-hmm. um, and he'll make them just for you. And he's not really making money off them as much as he's just uh, doing commissions. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not yeah. like he's not trying to rip you off as a fan. In fact, he's trying he's giving you exactly what you want. But I think it's really messed up when people go online and they try to resell things just for the sake of like reselling yeah yeah because they're selling off the pre-orders they're not even they don't even have the, them yet they're not no even like, no they're just selling an idea for twice the price yeah which just is intangible air right now yeah yeah but i will say as far as these statues go i really think they're gonna up the uh the production on this it's only been announced for a few days i mean i was able to get and already one. there's been a lot of stuff going on with it so i think that yeah they're gonna up it because uh, the day after it was announced, first of all, the day it was announced, already gone. Like, so people who yeah. had day jobs, sorry, you're out of luck. Uh, but I went to GameStop the next day, and I talked to a lady, and she was like, yeah, we have them, but we can only ship them to your house. Which I thought was weird. It's an online order, but they're doing it in-store to make sure that there's no... Because the way that Nintendo said, they, they only let people do online ordering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but GameStop wanted people to go in-store to, to do the pre-order. Because... Um, I think they wanted to just make sure that they didn't get their website crashed. Uh, oh, okay. And also, it's, I mean, it's an, the, a lot of people are mad because they're like, oh, I can't do a $5 down thing. And it's like, no, yeah, you're, not, you're not doing a pre-order bonus. It's like, you're doing, you're ordering the special edition in advance. You're paying in full because it's like you're ordering though. an online product. If you order, hmm? go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. If you ordered Smash online and you didn't like, and you did a ship to your house thing, you have to pay in full before you get it. You know, you can't do five dollars down and then go pay off the rest like in small increments. There's nothing like that on the online system for GameStop, as far as I know. 
I could no, be wrong. But I know that that's just why they did it like that. You have to pay in full. And I know that I think our own editor-in-chief, Nate, um, sold off his copy of Smash 4 and uh, I think Pokemon just so that he could afford getting the statue in time. Because, you know, this is something you can get only now, and you can get both of those games whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, it does suck having to do that day... I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you can get it shipped within a week for free, but day one shipping, I was like, of course I'm going to do it. Because you're excited. <laughs> because, yeah, because I, I complain and do nothing, but, oh, we don't need a remake, but I'm, of course I'm going to... Dude, if they're making a new 3DS bundle with it, you better believe I'm getting that, it's too. Caleb, of Caleb, it was exactly... When I was talking, I was talking to Caleb... Uh, a few months ago and it was the it was the master chief collection was being it was announced and it was kind of like it wasn't that we were excited for it, it was just kind of they owed it to us and we we're just kind of like yeah give it to me I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> dude if they don't do a new 3ds bundle, like, when i say just new, like I where mean, do i give you my wallet 3ds bundle if they don't do that with Majora's mask that's a oh huge they're going to they're going to and they're going to make a bunch of money off of oh it. they're gonna I'm, i know i'm just i'm gonna buy it so i'm gonna buy it so <laughs> all right adam can i add something i would like to add something too because i i figure we need a counter argument in this Okay, uh, go for d- it. D- digs first. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. I I honestly agree like with what you guys are saying. It's really um it's interesting because like I've always been more of just like uh you know, I've always looked at games, at least for me, I care more about like how it looks and like the story and of course Zelda is always the best like in both. Meanwhile, Caleb is fuming. <laughs> oh, you know why. Oh. <laughs> cuz Caleb is it's funny cuz Caleb I like like having Caleb on because the biggest thing is I know Caleb is a gameplay kind of guy. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the look and the story and everything. Like, Caleb, put in your own words, please. Uh, you sure about that? In 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 polite words, please. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a book, and it's not a TV show. I kind of don't want it to be either one of those. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, But dude. has there ever... No, go on, go on, go on. Oh, no, no. I, I was going to say, um, <laughs> I guess disclaimer, I'm not, like a huge gamer, which I probably should have mentioned that before, which I play a lot, but um, whenever I play games, um, any of them, um, I just love like staring at just like the art of it. I guess just because I draw a lot and stuff like that. But no, I yeah, agree. Yeah, like, yeah. It shouldn't really be like a, like, you know, like, just like you said. So, um, but yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought of it that way. Like, I never, no one's ever told me that you want to do like a TV show or a book. I never really... Um, yeah, it, it has it to make sense for the medium. medium that it's in. I yeah. think that if there, there's reason for interaction should exist. I think that like the Stanley With... Parable only makes sense in a game form. It may not be like other games, but it doesn't make sense as a movie or a book. Yeah. So I do have a question for Caleb about all this, though. Has there ever okay. been a game that has entranced you because of its story or its art world and the gameplay you found was meh, but you still greatly appreciate it for the other qualities it has? Hmm. I don't know about story, but for like atmosphere and art wise, I would say Metroid. Metroid's pretty great. Metroid's very atmospheric. Because bear in mind, you just said I think you announced a little while ago that you were going to do a playthrough of all the Metal Gears. Uh, Metal Gear Solid One, the controls do not age well at all. Metal That's Gear doesn't. <laughs> it's really funny that you say that, Jake, because uh, a little uh, a head spoiler alert for the Me Cake Productions community, which is the gaming channel I'm part of. We're actually doing a playthrough of the first um, Metal Gear Solid at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, don't get me wrong. Metal Gear Solid, never... Metal Gear, I love as much as Zelda. I can't even decide which of those two I like more. But the this... controls. Eh. Watch a step right here. You about to. You're this about is to slip. actually my first like Fall playthrough down the of stairs. it. Oh yeah, really? What do you think so far? Uh, well, I mean, the voice acting and the animation's a little. 
it's a little dated. Don't but, talk uh, about David Hater. <laughs> Second floor. Don't you, ta- don't you talk mess about David Hater. <laughs> but I, I do like uh, the mechanics and everything, and it's I like how it plays out. You know, for like a PlayStation One game, it it really mm-hmm. fits. Oh yeah, that game is amazing. It, yeah, like I mean, like all of them, they're really uh, impressive for the technology available at their time. Yeah, yeah, and the games but, uh, never really lie to you either. The cutscenes and the gameplay always have the same exact visuals. Like, yeah, what you see is exactly what you're gonna get. Which is, I, I will have to say that Metal Gear Solid One is, uh, it's, uh, it's aged. Oh yeah, of course, it's of course aged it has. pretty bad. I... Uh, <laughs> they said in Ground Zeroes, I believe, that MGS One, the character models only had about seventy-ish polygons. As oh opposed to now, where the, that's like in the tens of thousands, need, possibly need hundreds more of thousands. Polygon, as, can I, uh, as the memes say? Can I just say that, like, I kind of, I really get super excited when the cutscenes look really pretty, like, like the fi- final cutscene or the beginning cutscene when those are like super gorgeous. I just like that a lot. It's kind of like, like Sonic 06. <laughs> like Kingdom no, Hearts. No, like, Sonic 06. The, like Final the, Fantasy Sonic. Like Kingdom Hearts. Final Sanixy. Jake, Jake. Like Sonic Chew. The, 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 the Final Fantasy Sonic first, uh, <laughs> the opening scene is pretty terrible, I would say. Uh, no, it, it, to its credit, that Sonic 06 intro did look very pretty. It, it looks horrifying. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's in engine, of course, so it's fully rendered and but everything. You, but you look at the, but if you look at like the characters, you see like Sonic as like this fully rendered like cartoon head, hedgehog. Yeah, and then, anime characters, and, and I'm just Eggman like, God, no, his, like, stop! Eggman has that head of his. It's like, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should censor that. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like three things put together. It's like, well, maybe he means bag. <laughs> no, I think you could say ass. Ass is a is a word. No, I, can... did you, you said. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I have to censor that. I don't know. Here's a question. His, his probably should. Questions for later. No, here no, here's a question just really fast. Was questions uh, that have been answered already. No, be quiet. Was Dr. Eggman wait, was he Robotnik in the original Sonic in the game? Yeah, or was yeah. that his name a... was Robotnik and then okay. Sonic calls him Eggman as yeah, a joke. Yeah, Robotnik is his name and then Eggman is his evil alias. And then okay. they changed that, which is weird. Okay, I just want to make sure that was not just the, t- the TV show. But he sometimes self-identifies as Eggman. Yes. and Sometimes does not. Yeah, yeah. It's should, Sonic. He should be Doctor Robotnik at all times. And in Sonic yes. Boom, they play him as an imbecile. Too fast, too hedge. <laughs> Sonic Boom isn't relevant at all. <laughs> it really isn't. Speaking of things that are relevant, uh, <laughs> have any of you wondered why Tingle is not yet in Hyrule Warriors? Cool, Olympa. Uh, actually, surprisingly, yeah, I, I do, I do. Well, here's here is an interview that Eiji Anuma and Koi Takuma's producer Yosuke Hiyashi did, uh, explaining why Tell certain characters Adam. were in the game and certain Tell characters were not. Eiji um, said that uh, the number one thing we considered was which characters Zelda fans loved and wanted to play as. We also had staff members play several games and see which characters really made an impression on them. Uh, Hiyashi was also uh, happy to respond about the question about whether so, we see the thirty-year-old fairy. Uh, he replied. Actually, Tingle was a character we kind of considered and sort of went back and forth on. We really wanted to include him, but Mr. Aonuma suggested that it might be good to include some other characters. Sorry, guys, we're not having Tingle in Hyrule Warriors. But Agatha, you know, we, we need her. She's, yep. she's, she's so vital Actually, to the series. Actually, I think that A.J. Aonuma really liked Lana. Of Eddie, like, he was the most intrigued by her. Lana's pretty good. And I saw some fan art of uh, Hyrule Warriors that was really cool. There was um, this one of, uh, it was like Link with a ghost-like spirit companion to him. It looked a lot like Zelda, and it used blood magic. Wait, hold on. You said is this You said this is fan art or No, no, this is art? a concept art. I'm sorry. I don't know if I... God, Adam, yeah. that's twice. You're on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> you were on thin ice. Jake, 
<laughs> Adam. Diggs. Chris. You got chutzpah. Chris. <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> donkey. Do- oh, sh- Adam, I was going to say I was going to do the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool because it's like he cuts off an enemy's arm and then the blood just moves to the spirit who uses it to like do an attack. And I'm just like, that would have been really cool. So blood bending. Yeah, blood bending. That's what I was <laughs> thinking, but I didn't want to say blood bending. Um, oh, so, Adam. Uh, are... I, I have a question about Hyrule Warriors, though. Okay. Right on us. So uh, did they ever explain why Ridley's not in the game? Uh, he was too big. <laughs> oh, God the file size, that is. He had they, tried, many... they were trying to move it into the game. Like, you just, like, see a video of... Uh, he had too uh, many polygons. Of a Koei Tecmo employee just sliding it over, and it says, file rejected, too large to fit. Meanwhile, <laughs> like, Kirby is apparently the size of a nickel in, in like by our proportions and really so it's, yeah yeah he's apparently yeah. like the size of a gumball and olimar is about the same size and bowser can and do whatever Mario. he wants if i recall i think they said kirby was like five inches okay that's all right oh. five inches olimar is definitely the smallest, why why though. can't he be three feet tall or like four feet i would have loved to, i don't know <laughs> well that's that's what i mean of course sakurai can scale him uh, but i guess he can't do that with ridley because reasons <laughs> yeah, let's not get into I can, that. He I'm can only sad. make things that are small. Bowser very... was like four skyscrapers in uh, Super Mario Sunshine this and also true. in Galaxy. But uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're just not even going to think about that because, you know, Ridley's too big, guys. He's way too big. What are we going to do about that? He's Bowser's kind of a terrible <laughs> villain. He's so big. He's so big, guys. What are we going to do? He's so big. He's so big. He's so big. He's so big. And we've lost Jake. I'm, I'm crying. Can we please get off the subject? <laughs> He's so big. Well, here's some news to make you happy. Uh, do you like Banjo- Banjo-Kazooie? So anyone out there? Yeah, of course. Uh, I can't hear Banjo. your response, so I don't know. If, if you said audibly yes, congratulations. You're now a member of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but Robin Beanland, a composer uh, who works with Rareware sometimes, has hinted that there is a big year for these notes on a tweet that he made. It was a picture of like some, a music sheet that he did. Um, a big year for these notes and Rare. Um this, along with other hints that we've seen in the past from him, uh, like pictures of broken banjos and then fixed banjos, and uh, verified developer at NeoGAF posted a Morse code message that reads BKE315. So, Ridley was the know. same size as Samus in the first Our... game. Jake, we've moved on. He was, look it up. Jake, I just imagine you in this room and you're just like putting up posters and like things like with like those little like string pin things and you're trying to like Perv- like make the perfect argument as to why Rit- Sakurai like is dead wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're wearing a Rid- you're wearing a Ridley president president of the Ridley fan club T-shirt. Here's a good like. <laughs> se- here would be a great sentiment to the Banjo and Kazooie franchise. What if Grant Kirkhope came back and he did it? He's a who is Grant Kirkhope? He a, is the composer, the composer of the original Banjo and Kazooie. And he did a lot that's of this. A lot of rareware N64 games. He did nuts and bolts. That yeah, means he he's great. Banjo Tooie. <laughs> he did Banjo Tooie. Great game. Uh, Donkey Kong 64. Perfect Dark. Grabbed oh, wow. by the Ghoulies. Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata. Trouble in Paradise. Cityville. Wait, 2. he did Viva Pinata. Cityville Two. He did Cityville Two. As long as he did Viva Pinata. He also did Civilization well, Beyond Earth. You know, but it's he did like... not do Conquer's Bad Fur Day, no, contrary to popular belief. He really. But he did do. I also... think that might have been David Wise. David also... <laughs> Wise also did Tropical Freeze, which is a great game. You all should play it. Best game of 2014. Oh, Caleb, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that was my game of the year. I don't know if I had a game of the year. I Go on. Who about. who's talking? I'm, Listen I'm to the last podcast or like three podcasts ago for game of the year. 
Um, oh, yeah, we had a few conversations about that. Yeah. Uh, where was this going again? We were talking about the composer. Yeah, I was just saying yeah, that he it's... dropped a bunch of hints that said it made it very apparent that he was I, that teasing us great. that Banjo-Kazooie is my, maybe coming. I mean, I'm glad to see they're they're finally like going back oh. to Banjo-Kazooie, but I really don't. I'm gonna love to play Banjo-Kazooie Everyone... on Xbox One, guys. I'm gonna love it. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those things. Though, play with Connect. If they mess it up again, it's gonna be really bad for them. Yeah. No, like oh, I'm yeah. surprised they're even doing it again. I guys, everyone who mattered at Rareware left a long time ago. A, a good bit of them work at Retro now. A few of them just freelancers, and I don't know about everyone else. Retro, I don't know them. We're not who, personal. Who friends. did uh, DK Tropical Freeze? Retro. Retro. Yeah. They're based in Austin. Which is funny. Job. It's that funny because the team that it's like, it'd be funny if Retro was. It's it's. No, I'm sorry. Let me let me phrase this better. It's kind of like we have Retro doing what hopefully will be the Metroid game next, and then we have Rare, what is left of them, doing the the new Banjo game. And I can just see like a, a like a point where both those games are just terrible, like at the same time. And then yeah, I just lose Caleb for five months. Into yeah, like I mean, here's the thing about Rare guys the the two founders. There were two brothers. I think their name was Chris and Tim Stamper. Yes, that is that that is them. Yeah, uh, I read an interview with them a few months ago, and they've they've openly said that they want the company to not exist anymore. They don't like where it is. They don't like who's in charge of it. They Microsoft is the. They openly say Microsoft is the reason why there was so many the mass exodus of good employees who left. Wow. Whoa. And well, honestly, they did that. we need I did that more thing to... indie gamers. We need more indie devs. And th- what sucks is apparently a lot of the old staff Speaking members of indie devs. Uh... Shout out to my friends at Electronic Super Joint. Go play that game. It's great. Cassie Chew up and this. Okay, but yeah, what, um, <laughs> apparently a bunch of old staff members who worked on Banjo Kazooie were actually going to make a spiritual successor, like independently. Uh, but it didn't get enough fame on Twitter, and so they just decided to drop it. And I was really disappointed oh, wow. about that. That's... The old Twitter, go ahead and post it, Adam. The old Twitter was Mingi Jongo. I'll spell it out for you later. Right. Well, and you... Uh, they just dropped it. Yeah, I Nobody think it's cared. really funny when there's these like, mass exoduses, like. Recently, I, I said this earlier, but uh, Greg Miller from IGN, who I consider to be like one of their best employees in terms of he's, face value, he's probably one of the most like recognizable nerds. Yeah. In, I'll in say the, he's recognizable. Yeah, like no, but he he says something and people will follow. Yeah. Like you know, he has some leeway. Uh, but he and three of his friends, who he does a lot of productions with, quit IGN. Like That's not in like a, not like badly. They didn't just like. Straight up, like they're, still, like, they're actually leave. still on the Beyond podcast until yeah. they can find replacements for them. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're still good friends with the people there. They still like their their coworkers and stuff. But they've left to do a uh, kind of funny games and kind of funny as Fan. a YouTube they, channel. They were. How's Greg Miller going to say that Uncharted Three was better than Uncharted Two? Because it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not better. I liked Uncharted it was Three. Definitely not. I liked Uncharted Three, but there were so many like plot holes with it. Why did that guy that they spent most of the game developing disappear halfway through? What is the deal with those giant spider things that they never explained? And did Drake <laughs> actually marry that girl? Because they never spider. And what happened to Josh? I'm sorry. Where is Josh? <laughs> Drake's there, but Josh isn't. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> oh no. Let's. Oh, did you guys hear what happened to Drake Bell? What happened? <laughs> yeah, that dude isn't dead. Oh my god, he fractured his wrist, and the oh, doctor said different. he can never play like the guitar ever again. What? <gasps> yes, oh. that's terrible. I n- I guess he me? never thought that it'd be that simple, but shut. <laughs> Stop, that's Caleb. Horrible. That's me. That's so messed up, dude. That's oh. his livelihood. I know. I was very. Do- when I found that, I was like, "That's oh, tragic, no. man." That's oh man, it. music god. was his whole life. Like, yes, yeah. he was on tour. Actually, I'm pretty sure. No. Oh. Yeah. No. 
There. So we, there are people who like, can play guitar with their like toes and stuff, though. He just has to teach himself. I'm sure Drake will find a way. Oh, he'll find, find a way. A way. <laughs> now yeah. it's okay, Caleb. It's, it's now also it's funny. okay. It's also funny it's to mention it. that uh, he's also six hundred thousand dollars in debt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's oh, what wow. happens when you're a touring musical artist. Oh, <laughs> well, I, he Drake. says because like he did not know handle his Drake, money correctly. Drake, if you're listening to me, man, do you want to just like move in? You know, just like Drake, your fans will take you in oh, and support dude, you. Wanna, you want to just like crash on my couch? Wait, for he's a while, gonna be like Ashton Kutcher in that really bad movie where he like just goes from house to house, being kind of like people's pet. What movie is that? Just there's this movie where he's just like he dates people and then he like sleeps in their house for a few weeks and then he leaves. Oh, That's a man. smart man. He's just kind of homeless. Just, I feel so bad for him. Who? Drake. Drake. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's pretty bad. Drake, <laughs> if you're listening, so hang in there, man. He's not Josh. Hang in there. Oh yeah, no. You're... Josh is very smart with his money, and he's has oh, yeah. a successful Vine career. I like he's how he got... said that he's not gonna help Drake with his debt. <laughs> we almost got really dark with this. I mean, well, I, I, a fan topic kind of has to do with this, like the darkness, like you know, going from like really good, fan. really happy thing to something very dark. And this fan is named Jacob, and he's from Texas, and he writes to us. Ooh, I like this guy. On yeah, he's written to us before. Thank you so yeah, much again, has. Jacob. We're we're glad to have Hello. you back. Uh, Jacob. Jacob from Texas writes, Jacob. On the site, you ran a daily debate regarding the presence of darker themes in Zelda games. I am personally all for their inclusion and love would love them more, but I think that they should be somewhat hidden, like the Deku Butler's dead son in Majora's yes. Mask. Yes. yes. What do you all think? Thanks, yes. and keep I up the awesome yes. work. Okay. Yes, that's Here's exactly what, how it should be. My, my, if my good, hold on. My okay. good friend yes. Jeff wrote the article, The Daily Debate, and uh, I would like to say just some of his words on it. Uh, it. Just because it's kind of relevant, and I think he, if he was here, he would say this anyway. Uh, when referring to darker themes, I'd like to separate it from the dark atmosphere of games such as Twilight Princess. While that game was darker in palette and appearance, few truly dark or mature themes were present. True, there were notable deaths and some instances of betrayal, but compared to Majora's Mask and the endless analysis of its deeper implications, it's rather tame. Yep. Uh, later on, he says, To be clear, I'm not arguing for an increase in explicit or traumatizing violence in the Zelda series. This is not in the spirit of the franchise. Instead, I believe future titles can embrace the maturity of its fan base and make the adventure even more engaging for that demographic. Uh, oh, I'll post yeah. the full debate down below. I'm sure some of you have seen it. Um, oh, and this kind of has to do with what I was saying about Hyrule Warriors' early concept art, you know? They had these darker ideas, but they never went with them, you know, like blood. Uh, See, not really making I'm, it so... I mean, it's not Legend of Zelda doesn't even really need blood or like you know like darker like well they, oh, we they, need to see him getting cut up no we don't need it the story is what really matters in Legend yeah, not, not store not necessarily even story man atmosphere yeah. crushing what? crushing atmosphere that, like, i mean that adds I, to the story well like, yeah i guess they can be intertwined of course like uh <laughs> imagine a zelda horror game like called like i don't know the pit of whatever and you know you're falling the pit <laughs> legend of zelda the pit of whatever <laughs> the pit of darkness Thanks. um but like you fall in and your master sword breaks. Oh no! Just breaks. Okay. And you have to survive without that. I mean, there would be so many like things that you could do there. You get a but, flashlight like, and a certain amount of batteries, and you have to walk around and find nudes. <laughs> Lisa, no, but, the like, ghost from PT, is there. But the, uh, but I guess I I see what Jeff's saying here. I think that uh, it'd be really cool to have just the ideas of like I mean, especially with the Triforce of Courage being what Link has to obtain or has the idea like dealing with fear, solitude. Things like that, yeah. It, I mean, you have to be courageous, but I think it'd be cool to see that progression of character by having putting him through these experiences instead of just saying like he's the most courageous. So there we go. I think a good mechanic with something like that would be like the Triforce actually provides him light in some way. So if he's 
the more courageous he is, the better he's able to shine light on things. And if he's mm-hmm. feeling fearful, the light starts to diminish. You well, see what I mean? Actually, depending on how the character, depending on you as, it would be really cool to like put in a way. Depending on you as a player, depending on how willing you how are you to are go into ja- danger, it like affects it. Like you know, if you if you run away from fights, it starts to diminish. It's really yeah, funny yeah. that you say all these things because it just it just hit me just now. How could a little kid be going through all these dungeons if he wasn't courageous? If he didn't have any courage? He yeah. has the Triforce of Courage. Yeah, but we never... S- yeah, yeah, but like, Chris, uh, Wind Waker had... Game Zelda and the Diminished Cap. Chris. <laughs> it just it just hit me right now. <laughs> that like, he, he's a, just a... He's a f***ing kid. <laughs> little kids you know, it's funny? Because in the, in the fan art that we got this week, Chris is yeah. listed under Triforce of Wisdom. And yeah. what he said right now proves my point that he should not be there at all. Yeah, did like, Ferror, <laughs> like, call us, have a sick day, just like, phone it in or something? It's like, oh, whatever. Just, Maybe it's because. This I... is my champion. Here you go. <laughs> what? Represent all that is good and wise. And... Yeah. I would Mids. say that Jake probably there... has the most information. No, like, there, most there's, lore a, there's stuff. a lot of times. Oh, there's a lot of times where so I've given some, a good insight. There's times I've given really good insight, I think. Oh, I'm so wise. Yeah, but you have the courage to act stupid. Everyone tell me how wise I am right now, or I'm going to correct. Jake, suck my d- can i add about the atmosphere please go for it do that and then i will follow Uh, when it comes to like darker themes uh for i guess we'll just stick to zelda for this uh i think i don't want it to be full-on like you know bloody or 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 grim yeah yeah, that's not what i'm saying i think no no i know i'm just saying i think uh i think darker themes hidden very subtly in like an extremely uh Cheerful game one, can can make those dark themes even more was, dark yes, than they could have been. That was one yes. that uh, Jake yes. keeps that yes. Jake brought up earlier in an early episode of the podcast. The one with the girl who's like, uh, in the in the farm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one is one of my favorites because Should I explain it, it that has again, you. Yeah, go for it. Explain it again. I think people might not have heard it. Okay, so I'll, I'll lead into that. But one thing I love about Majora's Mask, I know, right? I say this all every week, <laughs> is exactly how um the game is rated E. It's an E-rated game. At its heart, it's a kid's game. A kid can play it, you, you beat the game, and then it's it. You don't. It doesn't require any further analysis. But if you're willing to take the time to look into these subtle details that the game provides you, you're able to get a lot of context, and it's pretty horrifying. Um, like, here's the thing. Twilight Princess is, is the one that people often compare it to. When I say compare, they do critical comparisons. Like, But the thing is with Twilight Princess is that I'm not... Okay. In quality, these two games do not match, but in... What they try to do, Twilight Princess is a lot like Shadow the Hedgehog. Damn, that's why I like it so much. Let me explain because darker colors because it makes me laugh. Because I'm not like I said, Twilight Princess is leagues above this game. Like they're not even the same goddamn solar system. Are you are you referring to Shadow the Hedgehog the game? The game. The game. Jake, do you mean then like attempt to try and be darker in a way that's still the attempt that's like everything's good. Oh man, it's so brooding and dark. Oh man. Oh, the colors. In other words, not edgy. I think, See, like, I think in, the, in the practice, mindset they went in with it, maybe. But like, in practice, that that is like that is what they that is the kind of darkness they tried to portray, which is you know heavier characters and darker colors. But true darkness is the stuff that makes you look into it. It's it's Maria. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. When you can stick your hand and you can't see it anymore, that's real darkness. And uh, we were one thing we were talking about a lot is one of my favorite examples of of like brooding darkness in Majora's Mask. Uh, is that um, it's a it's a joke amongst developers that alcohol in the Zelda universe is actually the milk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you see a lot of bars and stuff, like the milk bar in Termina. And uh, obviously it doesn't have alcoholic properties. Because but of it's that, that, my my n- username, the milkman, is kind of funny because it makes me seem like an alcoholic. 
which he is audience <laughs> i'm not that is such a lie i love how okay speaking of adam i, lo- I don't know if he's gonna censor this or not but like i remember when we first met him he's like i i don't drink i never drink and then i was like hey, adam you want to drink and he's like all right yeah let's do it let's do it man let's do a shot <laughs> <laughs> because i was comfortable I you, around adam. you <laughs> i love you yeah i, I don't drink in like i i <laughs> Hmm. Adam's a good chum. He's a good guy. He only drinks in private. I do. Is yeah. What he's trying to say. No, yeah. no, no. He's he's a respect. Caleb, I'm actually surprised you didn't make fun of me there. I'm I'm very. I, I was going to, but I don't want to make fun of an alcoholic. <laughs> hey, hey, what's wrong with alcoholics? Wow. What's wrong? What's wrong with alcoholics? Actually, Nothing. a lot. I just don't want to make him sad, and then he'll have to drink more. Alcoholism so is bad. If you're old <laughs> enough to drink, don't drink. If you're not old enough to drink, uh, you can't tell me what to do. Says a 19 year old. Shh. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, be be responsible. But you know, yeah, yeah, be responsible. Have fun, but that. be responsible. Be yes. So, anyways, public this, service um... announcements from people you probably don't listen to for advice. Live moss. <laughs> Live moss. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's while this... you're eating Taco Bell, <laughs> guys, hold up. I made a Cards Against Humanity pack for Zelda Informer, and I told I told Chris. Oh, I made a card called Interrupting Jake over and over again. He's like, that's not going to make sense to anyone. And I'm like, what about people who listen to the podcast? And he's like, yeah, it might. And I'm like, we have did it like seven times one episode. So I God, think that, our know. Christmas special. I listened to it earlier. I was like, do you guys ever let me finish? <laughs> no, it's part of the Some, fun. Sometimes you have too much to say, Jake. <laughs> okay, but it's it goes places, all right? Jake, I'll let you finish. I have but a Beyonce's video was much better. <laughs> I can't, I don't oh, Caleb, with your dated references. How very relevant. So I'm like a dad. So, <laughs> so there's this part of Majora's Mask, and again, like I say, as it for a child, it means absolutely nothing. But if you you're older, you're more analytical. This means a lot. Uh, in the Romani Ranch or Romani, they don't. There's no phonetic way to. I don't know. Uh, if you save the the family from the alien invasion on the third day, you can visit them, and the younger sister will say that tonight which is the final night, uh, the eve of the carnival, her older sister is finally going to let her try some of the ranch's specialty brand, the Chateau Romani. And uh, the sister then says, uh, yeah, I finally acknowledge that you're, um, that you're old enough now. And, to, and she is incredibly somber about it. And, her, and the young child is, is very you know, positive and upbeat. And um, the older sister goes on to say that after you finish your drink, would you, would you sleep in my bed tonight? And the reasoning behind this is because the younger girl is is going to drink because she has no idea about the horror that's going to happen in the next six hours. And her older sister is trying to make her blissfully unaware of, of the doom that they're about to face. So basically, uh, after that conversation, you'll watch them go to the farm and you can talk to both of them again. They're just one one lines each. And, you know, they both say, see you tomorrow. But the young girl says it with an exclamation. And then the older one says it with three periods. It, there's like a whole difference in tone. And yeah, so I love stuff like that. I love being able to explore and go back to things as you get older. That's one reason I personally love the game is because as a kid, I didn't think anything of that. But now I know the things that I know. And that's how I think darker themes need to be handled in a lot of games. Because you can take colors away. You can take life away. I was saying earlier that I'm a little not impressed with 2015's lineup for PlayStation because everything is so just dark colors and I'm probably really interesting because I'm not looking at the camera right now and I'm just so brooding. Like, that doesn't make a game dark. It doesn't make it impressive. It doesn't make it charming or memorable. Like, the thing that I like about... I, I like I like anime. I'll say that now. Uh, that. But there's this one I like called Trigun. Um, and it has a character called Vash the Stampede. And the thing I love about him is that until later on in the show, you don't understand his inner demons. 
and he's a very like happy-go-lucky guy. Mm-hmm. And they just make it like if there's dark, there's like darker themes in the show, but like they don't do them, and like they don't do them so obviously that you know you you're not like it doesn't give you anything to play with in your mind. I think right. that's really good, and I think about a game like series like Zelda, which is about puzzles. I think that having complex themes should be part of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a wonderful point. Like, the, the complexity itself is something for you to solve. I mean, mm-hmm. the stone tower, for, oh, God, that is one of the most puzzling elements of any Zelda game, just as a fan. And I think that, like, even the music itself can be part of the puzzle. I mean, uh, Noah, one of our fans, wrote to us saying, um, hey, my name is Noah, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm just curious about what instrument do you think? Yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> Jake, has a brother, Jake has a brother named Noah. I do. I, I, I feel a strong connection to you, Noah. What do you have to say for us? <laughs> uh, my name is Noah, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm just curious about what instrument you think will be put in Zelda Wii U game that's supposed Easy. to Easy. Bagpipes. Saxophone. Vuvuzela. That's supposed to come out this year. Examples uh, would be a... the harp, Wind Waker, or Ocarina. Thanks for you guys for answering. Uh, in the video, I think that he... Uh, uh, another uh, user, um, LOZ Jam wrote uh, with a similar topic saying, Dear uh, ZI Podcast, I have a very, very special topic for you. Uh, my question, what do you think of the music in Zelda you will be like? Uh, and he talked about how there was piano pieces very simple in the uh, trailer. And um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I don't think Link thoughts. could carry a portable piano with him. I didn't think they had keyboards back then. <laughs> or or like, a, what are Jake, those Jake, I really called? hope you're not serious about the bagpipe. Bagpipe. Um, I, I personally think it would be something more like a flute that's not an ocarina, more like the one that was in, uh, Oracle of Ages. Okay. Not Ages, uh, Oracle I think of Seasons. Grass flute. Seasons, yeah. Something like that. But grass not, flute makes sense. Not Ooh, you know what actually would be really cool to see? Banjo. <laughs> uh, probably not gonna happen. <laughs> Am I the only one that wants a banjo? I want... I'd also like to see a kazoo of some sort in there, I want too. a didgeridoo, man. Caleb. Let's get aboriginal. Caleb, yeah, you do things sometimes and they make me happy. This, yeah, this is know. one of those times. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, Diggs? Banjo and a kazoo. <laughs> uh, between a banjo and a kazoo. <gasps> Wait, a banjo and a kazoo played by a small bird. <laughs> oh! Yeah. And that's how they introduced banjo I and kazoo. I get it! <laughs> now, <laughs> I get it! <laughs> that's how they say, like, all right, yeah, Nintendo has now. again. I'm sorry, Diggs. Uh, I, I, I'd probably go with the flute. The flute thing, that could be a good one. You don't really care about music. Like, what is? Do you feel like the music is important? No, the reason why I say because I, I haven't played enough uh, like Zelda games. I feel like why like, I say it doesn't have enough like you know justification. So I'm worried like if I say well, something, I think... I'm not really too sure. No, dude. But state your opinions. Um, yeah. Diggs, you're gonna be going. Th- you're gonna be going to Magfest, and then Just all because... your brothers, all your animating friends, are all gonna want to play Smash Brothers. Honestly, a lot oh, of yeah, Zelda I fans, I feel like, I feel like a lot of Zelda fans have not played most games in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And that's just the nature I would of things. Definitely agree with yeah. that. I've played all of them. I haven't beat all of them. Yeah, I've played I, like half of them, and I've only beaten like four of them. Oh, I would no. be surprised if no more comment. people have played through every single Zelda game on the staff. Even I think that like you have people that have played one game a lot and know a lot about it. Like I know a lot about Link to the Past. I know Jake knows a lot about Majora's Mask, but there's. I doubt there's everybody's like, oh yeah, I played through Link's Awakening and I beat it and I 100% and I, I can tell you everything about it from front to back. Um, but, uh, so, you know, don't feel like pressured to give your opinion about the music. I mean, it's, it's whatever you think or <laughs> whatever you would like to see. I mean, like I said in the, the E3 trailer, they showed uh, 
they had like very simple piano, which I think was probably just like a demo mm-hmm. of like the composition that they were doing later on. I doubt that that's going to be the full thing. I think if they do go with the piano, um, a good uh, sort of compliment to that would be the violin in the st- oh, style yes. that they had. Yeah. Yes. I was um, oh, took it right out of my hand. A link thinking... playing the violin. That is interesting. But I was thinking a lot about a the fiddle. Other. Would be good because yeah, that would the be kind fiddle, of like, the fiddle. Exactly. I was yeah. thinking wait, a lot about what is maker. what is Link Ooh. a country boy? <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. Well, are we talking the... about like him actually having instruments, or are we just talking about the the act the, uh, the background? Well, music, both. Talk OST. about both if you want. I mean, that's kind um, of what these two questions both. are about. Oh, One of them is asking I mean, what just, he would have and what the just, game would have. You you all go first. I'll, I'll state my opinion okay. afterwards. Just looking at the demo that we've seen so far, I mean, it. it I would have guessed piano and violin. Definitely, it looks really like cheerful and upbeat. I think and simple. I'm sure and it we'll lets have you a few focus. areas where it's. I not, think they might even but... go for like adding some. Uh, I'm not sure what this is called, but it's more like an orchestrated vocal type of thing. Like, uh, what, what did they do in the Halo soundtrack? They had like the the choir. They would add. Yes, like, a yes, song yes. Song there's going to definitely beautiful be guitar. Choral. Hmm. I don't know. I can't really see see like any type of vocal integration into the Zelda. They do it. Like, into Zelda. I mean, they have the technology hmm. now, so I mean, like, why not? Well, I mean, I know they do. It's just kind of uh, different. Yeah. It's very operatic. Huh. We'll see. We'll see. It's not very well. Zelda, in Ocarina of Time, they had a lot of uh, operatic sections or chorus-based sections, especially in the uh, Fire Temple. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Not to mention. Temples. Well, not I, even the original. I wouldn't know both versions of the Fire Temple theme. Yeah. Not to mention, even this might be a little far-fetched, but I'm gonna include it. And Smash Brothers Brawl, like during the game itself, or I guess the trailer. When you would hear the the voices like I, the the choir, when like you'd see Princess Zelda, I thought found it very fitting. I was just like, man. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I figured like, why don't they take like not like aspects like from that, but like get an idea from like what they did maybe in other games and you know include it in here. I well, I think that, that uh, it has to do with like, the style of uh, you well, know, like the, the game. Like uh, uh, I forget who said it, but someone's like. What is he, a country boy? And it's like, kind of, I, yeah, yeah, it's kind it. of what he is based on the trailer. You know, there is a style going on. There is an inherent style he's got that, uh, that, how the game looks. He's got that rat tail. I mean, that's maybe got, might, pretty. Do we even yeah. know if he's actually a boy? In we maybe it's a it boy. might. It might oh, not even be Link's boy. theme though. It could be like Zelda, something more regal, <laughs> like when he encounters like the Hyrule Castle or something like that. Yeah, then maybe. I could see something like that. Area-based music has always been. I've seen it a lot in games, and I, I really do like it because it does give each area their kind of own flavor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you go to like uh, Gerudo Valley, and like yeah. you get oh, that oh, maracas. Ooh, ooh, that's you get that guitar. Exactly. Mm. So like it's perfect. <laughs> I I think um I may not know the instruments, but I think the theme of the the music is going to be very ethereal, very windy. Like I think a lot about um. You guys remember Macar from Wind Waker, right? The little little uh, chubby no. little tree guy. He's adorable. How do yeah. you not know Macar, man? Get out of here. Because I didn't play Wind Waker. He's, he's a, I don't know. So the person here who likes Wind Waker, God, you know, I, know I, I, I like Wind Waker. I just haven't played it yet. Jake, Ooh. yes, I've said I know it. Okay, okay. So I imagine there's going regardless. To be a... Explain who it is. Just yeah, yeah, that's right. Not... We don't explain things enough here. I, I we realize. need to explain things yes. more. Yeah, Macar <laughs> is. Speaking of things, if you have any complaints about what we do, or you have fan submissions or topics or anything like that. Uh, please send them to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. That's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. If you want a new host, email zeldainformer at g- gmail.com. That, do that thing that Adam just if, said. If, Boy, I if know I will. suggestions <laughs> is to get people to stop interrupting me, that would be very appreciated. <laughs> it's kind of a stable. <laughs> we have the opening theme song. We have the, the introduction. 
We have the jokes, and then we have interrupting Jake. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Korok, uh, or Makar, he is a Korok, which is the descendants of the Kokiri from Ocarina of Time. They're little wooden people, and they're very, very cute. We and, went uh, from humanoid creatures to wood. Yeah, I yes. don't understand that. I thought you said Turok. Oh, God, that game was actually pretty fun on the N64, but that might have me just being a kid. I don't even know what Turok is. Really? No, I played Genesis as a kid. I played Genesis too. Still know what Turok is. I, I played Nintendo 64. I played video games. I never had Nintendo 64. Ooh, ooh, let me let me finish this, and I have a question for you guys. So basically, yeah, I think it's going to be very ethereal. I imagine the soundtrack is going to be have a a journey like feeling to it, if that makes sense, because it's so expansive and it, the 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 world seems alive around you. It's so yeah, that that's what I think. I think as far as instruments go, I mean, it's probably going to be. It's probably going to stay to the whole, the whole like flute tradition. You're probably going to play some kind of wind instrument. But anyways, uh, wait, just to clarify, by journey the you game. mean journey, not the video. No, the game. game. Oh, okay, you do mean <laughs> just the city okay. boy. Just making sure. <laughs> Born and raised in South Detroit. <laughs> Took the hey, uh, train. You. You. Thanks. Hello, thanks. editor. I have Thank a request. Please censor in. the music. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. We'll be we'll be right back after these few messages. And now that you're all deaf, please enjoy the rest of this audio-based podcast. Someday, I really hope they're not deaf. Any like, uh, what? Okay. Because... What's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I have a question. Sorry, I don't know any of the words of that song. But anyways. Okay. Uh, Nobody does. That's the fun part. Like asking people to sing after that one part that they know. Okay, Adam, re- real, real quick Jake, question before continue. I get to this question. Do we have enough time for me to ask a question? Because I know you said there's a lot. Yes, we have plenty of time. We're still like 40 minutes in. Okay, at good. This point? Yeah, good. We're good. Okay, guys, what was the first video game you remember playing? Oh, I've already answered Ooh. this one. Mickey's Mouse Capade for the NES. Ooh. Really? You poor thing. Yes. Ooh. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe, is that why you're so bitter? Um, yes. <laughs> Now, Jake. <laughs> yes. Could could I say like handheld and console? Uh, sure. Go if for it. Because yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which came first, the chicken or the egg. So uh, yeah, same here. Same out. here. Go on. It it was Mickey's Mouse Capade. That's what. Came well, first. my first console I ever owned it was always was... Mickey's Mouse Capade. <laughs> it was a Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had pretty much the the first two games on the Nintendo 64. I can't remember which one I played first. It was either Mario Kart 64 or Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um, great games for the, yeah for the Game Boy Color, I had three first games that I can't remember which came first. There was uh Star Wars Pod Racing, which I never have beaten to this day. I still have that my oh, my Game Boy Pod Racing. Yeah, exactly. Caleb. I always sucked at it because I couldn't <laughs> control my Pod Racing properly. Um, I had what was that other game? It was a uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which was yeah, you I did. loved it on the Game Boy Advance. Not Game Boy, it's Game Boy Color. Spent so many time, so much time on it. I remember and, those uh, old video game movies. Yeah, those the, used to be good. They were. They actually were back in the day. Yeah. I think they started sucking when uh, Batman Begins, the video game, came out. I remember looking at the Iron Man one and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh no! My brother, my <laughs> oh, youngest, no. my youngest brother got it, and it's terrible. Oh, um, oh, just like a like a video of the flying section, oh, just like no, whipping hey. around, yeah. just like crashing into things. What was so, your third game, Chris? My, uh, it was uh, one of the original Pokemon's, either yellow or red. Mine was, I would, I would like to say it's Pokemon Blue, or it was uh, Tetris Attack, which I said this in the podcast before. Um, but it had Yoshi and the guy. Oh in the yeah, cloud. yeah, Lakaitu. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so like, Yoshi was my first I Nintendo like character. Guy in the cloud. <laughs> and you're the host of a video game podcast. What? <laughs> the guy in the cloud. <laughs> I don't. I don't know his name. Lakaitu. See, I don't even know how to say that. His name's Karan. <laughs> it's not his name. Uh, Caleb slash other guy whose name I forgot. I'm sorry. My Digsbot. Bad. Digsbot. Yeah. What was your first game? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna. The two I remember most fondly was Mega Man Seven. Mm. Good and, game. And uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles. Um, Sonic Three and yeah, I had them both. On I didn't have a like any Nintendo um, consoles growing up. I had a Sega Genesis. And I remember, like, my cousin would come over. He had a Nintendo or a SNES. And then he brought, like, Mega Super Man. Nintendo, Sega yeah. Genesis. So much fun. He brought a Mega Man 7. And me. I think that's why I was so obsessed with color. Because Mega Man 7, like, whenever he would bring it, I would just, like, I didn't even, like, play. I would just watch him play. And then I would draw, like, while he was playing. Try to, like, color, like, how they would do it, like, mm-hmm. in the game. But, yeah, those are the two. Definitely the first game I ever played. Um, and then for handheld... Um, if you want to go really retro, it was like a, you know, the Nokia phones, like the bounce game that was like, that was <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I remember my dad had snake. <laughs> Are we this. counting that? No, it counts. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a game on a video screen. It, it counts. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'd definitely say on the, I had a Game Boy Color. My so first game was Hopscotch. I think it was, it only counts. It was a really screen. terrible Spider-Man. Really bad Spider-Man. Oh, oh, I remember oh, the original oh, Spider-Man game. I know which one. It was oh, really was it? Uh, like, was it like Ultimate Carnage or something like that? It was. It was. Um, it was friend or it was foe. One of those like no, that was that was released. Like, yeah, uh, no, Spider-Man games. Carnage something. So, you you said it was a Genesis, right? Yeah. Uh, Separation Carnage, anxiety. Carnage gets uh, Doctor Ock. And oh no! He, no, no, uh, no. He absorbs him. I heard, that was yeah, one of my yeah, first Spider-Man I had, games. I played that game on the N64. Ooh, oh my! Yeah, I had that for the PS One. It was better on PS One. There was yeah, much better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Caleb, what were your first? Oh yeah, Caleb already said. Okay, yeah. so my first games, and ju- just like Majora's Mask, it was, and Ocarina of Time. I remember when I got Majora's Mask. It took me a while to actually get through it because I didn't understand it as well as Ocarina of Time. But I remember was... when I didn't get Majora's Mask. Great. Oh, Adam. I got Majora's <laughs> Mask in the mountains. Actually, it was pretty interesting. I'll talk about that later. I remember when I did. You found it on a mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, he found it on top of a mountain. <laughs> I'll explain. Uh, but yeah, I was first, hiking through the woods. My first, game, and all of a sudden, I saw. I'm never gonna. A, a glimmer of light. Never gonna Adam, and I followed Adam, it. Adam, we're we're talking over <laughs> Jake, him again. Jake, please go. <laughs> okay, so my first game. Hold up, hold up, Jake. Uh, I just want to appreciate the sound of him being him. really frustrated. Just talk. Uh, over him. Just... Like, do you guys need a one here? Am I like? <laughs> no, we want you here. This is why Jake talked. You know, I can see Adam. why they made me the courage in the Triforce because, like, I have to put up with this every week. I told you why. It was just they wanted to put me in power, and you guys didn't matter. Okay, good. <laughs> Jake, good. I'm here for you. They have to create a fourth Triforce for me. <laughs> it's You're the no, empty I, space. I would say, I would say that Chris is courage just because he's he's he has chutzpah. He's the empty chutzpah? space in between the three triangles. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Okay, so my game. You're such a. I thought this was an English podcast. <laughs> Breaking out your foreign words. You don't like... Uh, I can't even Jake, say what were you saying? I'm sorry. Are you sure? Yeah, Caleb is interrupting me. I'm sorry about that. Are you sure? are you guys, I hate are you guys it. Sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. All right, I just wanted to take a pause to see if anyone tried to interrupt. All right, so my first game... Okay, what? Okay, we're good. All right. So, <laughs> my, 
All right, all right, we're still good. Okay, so my first games were, uh, I can't remember them in order, but I know my first console was a, actually, I think my first game actually rivals Caleb's. Well, Mega Man? My first game, uh, Caleb, you said your first <laughs> console slash game was NES and Mickey's something, Mousecapade? Mouse yeah, mine is a total rival to yours because I my first game was on oh. the Sega Genesis and it was Animaniacs, oh. which is Warner Brothers. Oh man! Yes, oh. yes. Well, we can't be uh, friends I'm a anymore. Fan of that show. <laughs> I, I was a huge fan of the Anim- Animaniacs. I, I that was I know for sure that was the first game that I got that I received as a present for one of my earliest Christmases. Uh, if it was my first game I played, I'm not sure that either that could be that uh, WrestleMania on the Sega Genesis. Or, um, crap, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, Spider-Man Ultimate Carnage or something or whatever. Where everyone wore the same green Spider-Man trench coat. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> they all wore the same trench coat. I don't understand why everybody everybody was a crack dealer who wore a green trench coat. Was it was it Carnage or was it Separation it was, Anxiety? It was Carnage. Did, um, did John Tron do that game in one of his videos? No, he didn't. No. Oh, I, there was a video. There was some gamer that I saw do a video on that, and he, he talked about that one aspect of the game. It was really funny the way he did it. He's going like, "What is this? What is this? am I in the wrong meth alley in New York City? What's, what's <laughs> the going wrong on? meth alley? Oh man, they, they... as it, as as if there's a right meth alley. Yeah, like, this John is Tron, in my meth dealer. Hey, Jontron, be on the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> or just come over to my place. Let's all just be. Let's all just have a good time. <laughs> we'll sing. We'll sing musical theater together. I didn't know he was into musical theater. Oh yeah, yeah he, he, he majored that, in. He said that in, in like five different episodes of like you should have something. known that after one episode of Game Grumps. No, I said I didn't know <laughs> until I watched an episode of Game Grumps, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's got good pipes whenever he sings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm still challenge waiting. him to a sing off. I'm still waiting for the day that he ends up doing because I remember them talking about it last Magfest. The animators of Sleepy Cabin, which are Chris O'Neill, Zach Hadel, uh, Corey Spazkid, and um, uh, Stamper TV. They they want to do like a, a musical like theme thing, oh, and yeah, I remember this saying they wanted they wanted to include him. That would be cool. I'm, Zach Hadel, if you're listening, I love. Yeah, you. Zach, you're my favorite animator of the. Sorry, Diggs. I, I uh, doubt. <laughs> no, dude, Zach's but, awesome. They're all. Awesome. <laughs> Zach is my absolute. He's my absolute favorite. Diggs is like I don't even care. I'm not even mad. And oh, we're, we're it's like you said, like dude, you're a good musician, but Mozart, man, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um no, they want to do one with him, and I was like, oh, that would be such a great idea. Man, that would yeah, be that was, so big, so that, big. After they finish Hellbenders, that should be the next project. They're never gonna finish Hellbenders. Hey, what is Hellbenders? That's, that, that's why they're here to in working as Sleepy Cabin because they're working. Maybe you should on explain guys. what Hellbenders is. Yeah, Hellbenders yeah. is an online animated short cartoon thing created by Chris O'Neill and Zach Hadle, the animators I just mentioned before. Based around Oni and Psychic Pebbles. Yeah, Oni and Psychic Pebbles are their internet names. Uh, and they do like crazy weird adventures from hell <laughs> and they bend. It's very it's very uh It's very amazing. Bend. Start from, you, gotta start from the, you gotta start from the pilot, bend. which is titled and Ice snap. Cream, then you do Appaloosa, and then you do the Christmas special, and then the rest is to be continued. Yeah. And then you come back and listen to all of our episodes of our podcast. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, so exactly. they're really good. I forgot where I was going with this, but John trying good vocal cords. Yes. Uh, what, what what's next? So Diggs. Well, I wanted to kind of talk about what Diggs said earlier. He he said he liked the colors a lot in Mega Man. You try to copy them, and I noticed Diggs in your art. I like the way you use colors. I mean, I've seen your I've seen your like Tumblr blog on fashion. 
I was surprised that you had one. I mean, we've talked we we've talked like once or twice before. Yeah. And then you just you just like had that, and I I looked at it and I was like, I love what he does here. <laughs> I didn't know, and that's the reason why you're actually here. I was like, can you come on to talk about fashion? Because I wanted to talk oh. to you about fashion in Zelda, the Wait. Zelda universe, like uh. the style. I also, have, I also have a question, Diggs, about uh, a piece of art you just did recently that I kind of fell in love with. Mm. It was your, so again, about colors, and it's the background you created. You posted on Twitter. If we can get a link and put that in the link down below. Diggs, that was amazing. You did, oh. like, the little snowy background, oh, and then you had, like, oh, the sky yeah. Oh, yeah. sunset. Yeah, it, that's for... Um, I like, I sorry, like he Diggs. He's very, he's very, you seem like a polite, pleasant guy. Oh, he's very polite. He's you seem like very you have a very polite. gentle spirit. Like I just, I just want to, I just want to drink cocoa with you and watch a fire. <laughs> I feel like I've known Chris, you for years. Chris yes. has like heard me say like the. I, uh, it's very shameful to admit this in front of him, but I was like really excited to talk to Diggs. Like I've just <laughs> all, been looking forward to this episode. Time? For no, I mean now, like this episode, because I, I had such a great time talking to him the first time. I think we talked for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I was really looking forward to doing this episode just because I was looking forward to talk to you again. You weren't looking forward oh, to talking shucks. to me? <laughs> Jake, <laughs> no, that's Jake, I see I'm you here. in person every day. <laughs> almost. Too yeah, often. We haven't seen each it's other good. in over a month. I know. I miss you. <laughs> but the, the point I wanted to go is, uh, Diggs, what was, tell your, everybody. What, what was your process like going through the background? Like, How did you get to that final beautiful product? Oh, um, so this is for... Um, Frost and Missile, at least that's the name of the tune. Hopefully it'll come out uh, before the MAGFest, but we'll definitely see about that. But pretty much... You got like two um, weeks, buddy. I know, right? <laughs> we'll see. Only two weeks remain. Um, like, actually, what I do is <clears throat> I have, like, a folder full of, like, different images I've just saved of, like, what I like. And pretty much a good chunk of it is from still background art um, from Steven Universe and over the garden wall predominantly and the rest are just stuff i find online mm-hmm. but what i pretty much do like whenever i make um backgrounds a lot is i first just like sketch it out um so in flash i just kind of just like draw like like just like a simple color just like the tree outline like the snow and like how it all kind of look and right. then i just kind of just like throw the colors i think would fit like this the mood of it and mm-hmm. then um but the skies the skies are my favorite thing to do and um, I guess like a little insider trick. I um I, I look at um Adventure Time. If you look at like how they make their skies, they kind of make it like, I guess in the the image um that I posted on Twitter, it pretty much has like what, one two three four different like, like colors. Has, yeah, yeah, and like and how Adventure Time does it, they do a lot of like, it's very simple, but they just use the the way they use the colors is very like, just really cool. Like all like everyone on that show, but like particularly the sky, how they do the sky. I like it a lot, so I kind of just emulated it in a way. Like during the sunset, actually, you could use the art during like the the opening credits at the very end, where it says like Adventure Time, created by like Pendleton Ward. Behind it, you yeah. can see like the mix of like the clouds and like the sunset yeah. and the mountains. Like, yeah, I see. I would see what you're saying. Yeah, but like pretty much like that, and and um, I watch, um, Steve Universe like, like religiously. Way too much. <laughs> yeah, like pretty bad. Like I was, I'll watch the episode. Oh, it's pretty cool, but I just like study like everything, and um, but yeah, like honestly. I think there's a point too where um I kind of just like in the, like locked myself in a room for like two months and just only worked on like background art because that was something mm-hmm. I was trying to really like like improve a lot and um I think it's safe to say that now I know like 
I'm okay at it, at least in Flash, not Photoshop. I'm still working on that. But at least in Flash, I'm okay. I can make a good background. I can work on actual character have animation. Tried, so, have you tried using, like, Manga Studio or Psy? Which um, are both I, drawing programs, by the way, to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't used um, Psy because I remember... Um, I've had, like, Apple computers, like, my whole life. I, ne- I never had, like, a Windows. So it kind of sucked because everyone had those cool, like, Psy programs. I never was able to use it. So oh. um, that's why, like, when I had Flash... Um, and like, luckily my school had it and Photoshop was super expensive. So I just kind of just, Flash was my only program, like when I was in seventh grade. So I just kind of just stuck with what I had, right, but, yeah, I I tried, but that's what I pretty much used and no, but yeah. Um, so I guess if anything to really help, like build, like what you want to do, kind of keep like a, like a, like a stock folder of just stuff you like, and then really just study and kind of emulate it, but then add your own like flair to it, I guess, because yeah. I mean, nothing really, really is original. Like everyone, you learn from building off and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but that's um, yeah. But the sky stuff now, like, um, I I love making like background stuff. Like it's weird. Like I'll animate the whole like for usually for my process, I'll like write the script and everything, get the voices. I'll do the animatic, and then I'll do the character like outlines, like the black like outlines of the characters, like line right. art. And right. then once that part's done, um, I pretty much. Um, it's funny you, because people you do your line art very well and like without like the color or anything at first which I, it's the way you're supposed to do it but it, like the way I see yours work I'm just like wow it's very impressive oh. very <laughs> yeah I get I only get really excited when it comes to art when I do the coloring like doing the line art itself I always yeah. get really stressed out because I don't I, I'm not able to do exactly what I'm thinking mm-hmm. and that bothers me yeah. Not even like, oh, I'm not making it look as detailed. Just like, I'm not getting the right line that I'm looking for. Oh, dude. I know. That bothers I, I, you. Yeah, you got to constantly look at the big picture with every line you make. That that, that yeah. much can be a little stressful. But in, yeah, in but its own ways, you, I Once you get it. that base done, it's just that at that point, everything just becomes really nice and very calm. Oh, yeah. You can just focus on, you know, it's great. making the picture alive. And, that's, yeah. and it's just like so satisfying. No, yeah. No, I agree. It's... The line part is always the trickiest. Like, you're always like, oh, I'm trying to make it perfect. And you keep, like... That, it, that's, uh, like, my biggest problem. That's why I still have not... I cannot release anything to this day because I'm just... I don't feel confident in my line in my line work at all. Control-Z is... is Control-Z helps. Dude, it's just... Your best friend. Control-Z. After, after control a thousand control... After... Oh, I just can't. <laughs> I know, right? After I, so many. Literally can't even. So you are a Flash animator, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I envy you so much because, like, last last year, uh, I'm a digital media major, and, like, I took a Flash class because it's, it's that's required. Exactly, that's what I am. And uh, it sucked because I was like, yes, I'm finally going to learn about animating and stuff like that. Dude, we animated for one week, and the rest of it, we're just learning about action script. Ah. Uh, that's it. That's we just learn about action script, whatever, which everyone's like, oh, action script's terrible. And I'm like, well, it sucks because I'm actually quite good at it now. <laughs> That's interesting. Did you, yeah, I hear that did you so learn much. about tweenings and stuff like that? And... Very little, man. That was all it's like fun. the first two weeks. Jake, really? it's funny because I look at you and I see my future because I'm doing the exact same like degree that you're doing. I'm just like a year about or so behind you. Yeah. And in the my one of my professors who teaches a flash class at uh, my college, he um described it that like they do heavy, heavy tweening in the class and like they focus a lot more on That's like, good. Uh, That's good. frame by frame. Yeah. It's like, all on the professor taking... really. Like yeah, he's he's a pretty cool guy. I had him for three other classes before. Nice. So, I like yeah, what, I think I like that uh, I I'm not very good at math, and I know that I'm gonna need to get better at it as I go on this kind of career. Uh, but <laughs> what math? Why would you need? Uh, well, for, I guess for, for gaming, 
For game uh, design? Yeah, he wants to game, game design. Sorry, yes. Game design, yes. Okay. Yeah, you need math. You need technical um, skills. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you don't need <laughs> math for But, art. like, I, I had a teacher when I first got into college. My first teacher for math was amazing just because she broke it down in, like, several ways that were very easy for you to understand. She broke it down in a way that, you know, wasn't too pandering, but, you know, enough that, you know, <laughs> you could understand what you were listening to mm-hmm. and you didn't feel overwhelmed. And I feel like that's really important when it comes to, like, learning. You need a good teacher. It's, it's pretty much everything about it. Learning with Adam. It's also, it, it helps a lot because, like, a lot of the Flash animators on the on the internet, they're self-taught. Like, yeah. takes. you said you started out in seventh grade. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure they didn't offer Flash classes in the seventh grade. Oh. <laughs> your middle school or Your high school high. didn't? Yeah. Ours no. did. Dude, I am. No, like, I remember kidding. when I was... Paulson... Or screw it, as the internet knows him. Uh, when you know he was just showing me, like he started using Flash <laughs> and stuff like that, and he was learning. And he honestly, he taught himself. And then I told him, like, hey, you know, the college offers a Flash class if you want. If you're interested in taking it, learning other things. But he re- prefers being self-taught and like learning on his own than like institutional learning and stuff like yeah. that. I think it's important to take some classes if you can, just because like it'll it'll make you grow at a faster rate than you thought, or at least help you grow at a yes. faster rate. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But the argument is, like, the way that institutions want to teach you it is, like, not the way that a lot of the people, they can, they, they know it, like, by the street. You, you you, say, oh, it's you the, uh, it's the whole, like, uh, music theory can, um, can hurt your musical talent because, like, you know, it might teach you uh, the correct way to do things. But as a result, you might, um, you, you might, might be focusing the thing that too makes much. You ta- the thing that makes you or like your in, style unique memorable. and everything yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. like that's why like when i took photoshop in college not college in uh in high school you know it was great and i got to learn a lot of things but yeah then there was there was a lot more that i learned over the summer between high school and college because i took another photoshop class in college mm-hmm. that was just like that's really weird that i was able to learn a lot more and a lot better for myself yeah I think, during exactly. that summer well than i think I did that in school in high school i think our photoshop te- we had the same photoshop teacher um and I yeah think that she adam was, and i went to the same high school yeah she was good enough that I never felt like I was hindered as no, a creative it, mind to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. And I still got the learning that I needed. And I heard that a lot of Photoshop teachers, especially the one in my, at the college I'm at now, are very strict. They want you to do it exactly in their style. They want to cookie cutter you into being another them. They're standardized. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I learned most of what I know with Photoshop, I, like that summer where I did that calendar that Adam was the cover boy for. <laughs> Yeah, like, I didn't. I don't. Oh really yeah, if you listen to the appreciate that for my special bonuses. Uh, yeah, you'll know that I was on a calendar for Jake. Yeah, I made I, for my two year anniversary with my girlfriend. I made a calendar uh, titled "Men I Would Leave You For," and uh, <laughs> it was actually pretty fantastic. Uh, Adam, is it possible you can put the link down to that? No, no, it's I'm not, not possible. To that. Adam <laughs> doesn't want it to be seen. Okay. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I would lose. That's that's borderline. You can this, you can email me and I'll send it. This to is you. a point. This is the point in time where we say if you want to animate that. that last segment, go ahead. Like like Adam, Adam's picture was actually fantastic. Form of podcast at gmail.com He apparently and we'll definitely check him out. <laughs> he apparently had, had Jeff, uh, who's the writer over here, take the photos. Yeah. He took. I, I said, Hey Adam, I just need a photo of you laying on the bed or whatever. Nope. I he didn't. Took, I was like, like no. thirty photos. Mm-hmm. And like, there's. I set up a whole like a whole photo shoot. There were Easter yeah. eggs too. Might might I add? Yep. Like there was toilet paper, and Several. I was like, Adam, was this intentional or not? Uh, and he was like, Ha ha. I don't. Let th- you decide. <laughs> yeah. He never answered. <laughs> And there was like a banana, and uh... <laughs> no, it, it was there great. Was and things. then like I subtitled his photo. Uh, I he's told Jewish. I told 
uh, I told Jeff, uh, Jake, I, I still think of jokes that I could put for that. I can't say any on the podcast. <laughs> the one we did end up going with was uh, things just got a little more kosher because he's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. And I think another one uh, was Welcome to the Zelda Informer podcast. <laughs> I think another one because because we get I'm, so off topic. I'm let's Persian. get back to Zelda. And, Maybe, yeah, we got we yeah. got talk about the fashion. Let's get back to Zelda. Zelda. You're really uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, the reason that I brought Diggs here was that oh, I wanted yeah. to talk to you about um Link's fashion. I mean, it's been a huge subject with Zelda U with the images that we've seen of uh Link's outfit, which is blue and very untraditional uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But Break the rules. Exactly, Jake. <laughs> you are the quite the rebellious person. Um but I wanted to ask you like what you thought of it if you've seen the images of his outfit so far. Yeah, the yeah, the the newest one I saw, it looks pretty I like the blue. It reminded me of um like the little Wind Waker like mm-hmm. default one. Yeah, like, yeah, the outside. It's a little bit brighter. Pants. But, yeah, uh... A bit brighter, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I've always been really like like I always thought that Zelda always had kind of like one of the coolest like out of all the like I guess big Nintendo like icons Ta- mm-hmm. he had like the coolest like d- character designs um just well, not even him not to mention all the other ones are animals yeah you know, <laughs> just animals yeah, yeah, Samus especially yeah I'm ta- no I'm talking about more like Donkey Kong Kirby well Kirby's not an animal but like Yoshi you know Donkey Kong's yeah. really, designs are pretty simple. cool yeah, he's got those boots. There's no respect. There's no respect for the Metroid franchise. I love Metroid, so, uh, dude. I'm I'm faithfully waiting the next. What one. a purple pterodactyl! Uh, yeah. Well, see, so I, I, interesting, I, Caleb. Tell me more about Metroid. your purple pterodactyl. Well, but yeah, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. If you want to join my fan club for how much I hate Adam, <laughs> hit me up. At... <laughs> but uh, that was a very no, dirty cool. e- email, Caleb. Where did you? How did they let you get that one? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll, uh, I pulled a few strings. Uh, but things you were saying. It, it, never mind, go on. Actually, uh, actually. Oh, no, but yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. Like, all the gear he has and, like, how he does it. Like, how he just carries stuff and it just looks pretty sweet. Um, One artist, especially, who I think would be so cool if he was just, like, hired just to work on it is... um. He changed his name now. Uh, Lenk Amari or Joel C. He did the uh, Star Bomb. Like he directs a lot of. He helped. Oh, he did the with, uh, art uh, art for the Star Bomb album. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, for those of you who don't uh, know, Star Bomb is an album by uh, Eager Raptor and Ninja Sex Party. And yeah, is he, that video is game. that the guy you linked me to today? He did I'm the. Sorry? Um, uh, speaking of Zelda, he did the Zelda rap, like the one with. Um, Which, oh the really? Yeah. Oh, he, I love he, that he art that. style. Yeah, Wait, that'd be great. Yeah. Which Zelda rap? Um, it's there's there's a few of them. Just go to his YouTube page. Go to Ego Raptor at YouTube. You'll, you'll yeah. see it. It's I'll I'll link it down below there. so you can yeah. see it for yourself. It is oh, not oh, safe for work. Oh, uh, so. oh yeah, not still. safe for work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, his like Len- like Lenko has a really cool like um because his his art style is just like how, how do I describe it? It's super detailed, it's but not cool. super detailed. If that makes sense. Like he'll have a character, right? But he'll add like a- it's very two D. Yeah, it's 2D. So like, detailed yet simplistic, or actually simplistic mm-hmm. yet detailed. Yeah, I, I guess in a way, yeah. Like, cause he'll like give a character like a shirt and pants, right? But like he'll add like certain stuff to the pants, like maybe a couple pockets here, and like have the shirt like a zipper. Yeah, or, yeah. Like or like uh like his link. He did a lot of um Zelda um sketches and a lot of things are unnoticeable, but yet they add so much yeah life to the character, which is important. I think mm-hmm. that yeah right. and like. If if there was like a Zelda game where like he directed it, oh my gosh, I would, I'd play the, I, oh. the crap out of it. It's so. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that would happen. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, you never know. But yeah, but in if regards you're not, to that, though, no offense, uh, if you're not in the Japanese circle that is Nintendo, probably not gonna. Do you think that uh? Do you think that like yeah. uh, an American Zelda game would be a good idea? I think like style wise. No. Um, I mean, no. I, I, I hold on, hold no. on. I would say it would be just as good or as bad or as a Japanese developer because a lot what? of American developers were inspired by Legend of Zelda. Can we thank yeah. the the Americans for the CDI games? No, no, actually, that was that, that was that was due to rush production. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. See, that I was rush production. What about the television show? Very what about the television show? That's that yeah. was the appropriately titled Dick Entertainment, who who was behind that. Adam yeah. can't censor that because it's literally DIC. It's a title, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dick I have Entertainment. Zero hey, Adam, trust Dick. in any West. I can censor those. I can now censor all censor of that. It. Yep. Now you yeah. can't censor. But I mean, I mean, but however, look at like Skullgirls. That was by pretty sure like most American people, but not like a corporation. It's by a bunch of people online who are just absurdly gifted and looked like really, really beautiful. I think I feel if like it just needs it, to go into the right hands is all. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Like and it's annoying because so many, you know, all these game corporations, like, yeah, they're go- they're for the gamers, but it's all about money. All these gaming corporations, <laughs> man. Yeah, game just corporations. to put this in perspective, KG and Afune left Capcom because he was tired of the Japanese gaming industry. And so now it's he's not flawless. making Mighty Number no. Nine, which was the best decision ever. Very excited oh, for that I'm game. Very the game looks it amazing. looks great. It looks really good. I was very surprised by like just the change. We don't need Mega Man anymore, so guys. Cool. Sorry, Ego Raptor. We don't need him. We got num- yeah. we got Mighty Number Nine. Yeah. Mega Man's cool. I-, I think I think. It's funny because I I do agree with a lot of what he, that guy says when it comes to Zelda, but I totally disagree with him when it comes to Sonic, like a hundred percent. How do you mean? What does he say about Sonic? He hates Sonic in like every form, and I think you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he says he uh, hates the old Sega Genesis ones too. Yeah. Uh, what, what? I like I no I love the old Sonic games. I do. I, I, I do too. Them. Even even some of the 3D ones, Sonic. Adventure I do kind of or... feel like Knuckles was gypped because like. He used to be the antagonist, and then then Shadow came along, and it's like, who's this guy? I'm actually kind of interested in something. Because... I'm Shadow. I'm brooding. It's like, uh, I'm the jerk. That's Jeez. kind of my thing. Adam, what are Adam, you interested in? I have a, a little thought here. Way uh, back in the day when the Sega Dreamcast was a thing. Oh, great console. There, yeah, it, it, it was. You, I still set radio on that thing. Oh, yeah, that's one of my was... favorite series. Oh, God, so, so that console was helped like to be, be developed by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And then after they finished that project, then Microsoft's like, oh, well, let's start making our own console. And then they got into the console war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, what do you think it would have been like if Microsoft ended up buying out Sega? Actually, like, actually, that's a good point. Apparently, yeah, uh, Sega and Microsoft Sonic. were in talks to let the uh, the Xbox be backwards compatible with the Dreamcast. Basically, your Dreamcast disc would work right in the what? console. That, w- that was going yeah. to be a thing at one point. But oh, my God. They, uh, like, Microsoft. I think they both would be in a better position. Than I don't remember. That would, that would be a monster. Nintendo imagine, would be dealing with an American monster. Yeah, no. Imagine all your Sega games being like, like Sega, like branded characters as well on your Xbox. Like, yeah, today. that would be that would be a Titan and, that I don't think. And Sonic 06 could have been a 360 exclusive. Sonic 06 yeah. might have actually been kind of good. Actually, it might have not even been Probably. Sonic 06. Well, it well. might have not even been the Sonic 06 we know today. Probably. But, I, I think that, I think there was like a lot of bad people in charge of Sonic. I think there's Sonic team has had some really yeah. bad. I don't yeah. know how how their how their team is now. I don't know if it's people have gone senile I or. I think there are still bad people in charge of yeah. Sonic. No, there are. The creator of Sonic are. hasn't been at Sonic Team for a long, long time. Oh no, I know that, but I mean, a lot of people I think have either gone senile or have been replaced with people who are senile and still in their youth. I don't know. Just I know a young team was just, was brought together to bring about Sonic Unleashed, and that game was. Funny. Sonic Sonic Unleashed wasn't. <laughs> 
too terrible. It had like, great Sonic sections, and mean, then it had this weird sort of, of Jekyll and Hyde thing going on, and <laughs> it was like, here's a good game mixed with a bad game. Let's see what happens. It's like yeah. the thing that can, that, that boggles me is like, who who is the people? Who are the people who keep <laughs> buying Sonic games so that way they get enough? I, th- I think no, actually Yahtzee, Caleb. one of my favorite online it's, reviewers said this. It's the people this. that I'm hope sorry, it was they, me. they hope for better. Hold up, hold up, Caleb. Who are the people who buy it was me. games? It was me. It's ensure, it was say, me. a future where they can make just more Caleb bad Sonic in the games. store and he's like, "Do you have any new Sonic games?" And the guy slides it across the counter. Caleb's like, Thanks. "Yes." He just puts it, it into his, he puts it into his, 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 his brown yeah. coat that everyone it was else has. Large Sonic Jake, I'm not used to wear cargo shorts and and hide the game. Sonic, you know there's you. a Sonic fanfiction wiki? Oh, God. I can imagine. <laughs> Jake, I'm hey, not going to lie to you. Hey, kids, have you ever played the Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> game? It's where you go on Google and you search up your name plus the Hedgehog and see what result you Dude, get. Dude, Jake the Hedgehog is so edgy. <laughs> Hitler the Hedgehog's a pretty good oh, Jake, okay. The last, the last Sonic game I actually went and got was uh, Lost World for the 3DS. I was, I still am a bit disappointed because I have not beaten the game yet. But mm-hmm. I mean, like... When you think about it, if Microsoft would have went out like buying all these games and stuff like that, there's a lot of Sonic games we probably wouldn't have had. There's a lot of games that he wouldn't have been in. There would have been no, no Mario I'm not saying... Sonic at the Olympics. No, 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 no. Would... I think it's a good thing that they didn't go that way because I, I like Sega being a multi-platform thing. It's better for gamers when things are multi-platform. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, just no, because, because I would Nintendo like to have a good Sonic series. Because I like Sonic. I mean, I guess that's true, but there's no guarantee. We could play the what-if game all night, but we really don't know what would have happened with Sonic. That's that's the whole point of this podcast. We play the what-if game, Jake. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we theorize. Jake, I would not feel comfortable playing like Legend of Zelda on like a, a PC or uh, playing it on like a an Xbox no, 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 or no, no, PlayStation. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not entirely saying, you know, oh, multi-platform, man. It all needs to be. No, of course, exclusives, you know. Like, whenever I see, like, that, like, th- not thumbnail, I guess, like, whenever I see, like, the, the clickbait of, like, but Nintendo thinks about licensing their properties out, I'm just like, sometimes, don't here's the do thing, that. Man. Sometimes you have exclusives and sometimes you're just holding an IP hostage. So people will, well, will be interested. I mean, a perfect example is, and, like, uh, actually, rare. Perfect. yes, exactly, rare. Rare. IPs is that, are that, hostage. Yeah. They are hostage. Microsoft is nothing but. Would you that. say that exactly? And then we got nuts and bolts. So that's that's <laughs> one thing. I'm glad it doesn't. I, guys, I'm just gonna say. I get that we're a Zelda podcast, and people will probably expect me to say something like this, but I don't like Microsoft. I don't. I've never trusted Xbox ever, ever. You've never played a Halo game? I played Halo games. My little brother has an Xbox and an Xbox Halo. One. Like. Halo's great. I, mean, I used to trust F- Bungie, but then they F- broke my heart. Dude, well, all right. I'm not talking about Destiny. We're talking about Halo. Destiny. Halo? Guys, I'm going to ask you guys something here. I caught on to the, the PS3, okay. Xbox 360 rivalry a little late because I, I had a Wii at launch. Like That was like, yeah, man, this is going to be the console. And it, it wasn't. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so around like 2009. You got, you I got Xenoblade. Well, that was in for a while later. So around 2009, I got my first PS3. You got boom blocks. Yes, I did. So let me mm. ask. I, I suck with PS3 because that's what I got. What okay, which of, which of those two consoles do you guys really think was better? The 360 um, or the 3? The 360. The, the three, eh, yeah. right. 360. The, it, I live in a house nice. where I am fortunate enough to have all the consoles. And I can tell you the pros and cons of each one. The Xbox, I had both consoles as well. I'd still say the Xbox 360. Yeah. Adam. Adam, let me, yeah. let me say something. Okay, go for it. The 360 had a wonderful, wonderful, amazing community. You could always find someone to play a game with. Best multiplayer experience ever. <clears throat> and I'm, I don't want to talk about all the little kids on, like, Call of Duty or whatever, all the BS, because, like, everyone at the time was playing Call of Duty and everyone was doing the same thing, so it was okay then. 
That's what yeah, you're going yeah, into on like playing. Gears of War, Call of Duty. I hate Halo the Call of Duty hate just because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's changed now that we're all older and we're all less interested in Call of Duty. We're more interested in like cool retro platformer games. It's just, it's just no, it's we, not, it's we not, have moved just, on. And Call of Duty I'm just no. I'm saying that there was like it was like it was a popular decision to hate Call of Duty, even though it didn't make any sense. It was not like it was doing anything wrong it still or is. bad. It just was silly. It'll always be yeah. that way because yeah. it's popular. It's I mean, exactly. though, if you could say it does something bad, it it is it is a perfect representation of stagnancy. It it knows yeah. What, yeah. what succeeds and it just does nothing to improve upon itself. The stories well, it's have a gotten series worse that and has worse a certain style and it sticks to it. I think that's the reason that people it's, didn't like what Sonic was doing because Sonic kept changing what it was it trying is, to do and it was bothering people. People were like, just <laughs> give me Sonic. Don't give wait, me wait, this stupid warehog bull. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go into Sonic again, let me just finish. Um, so yeah, the, the 360 was a great social experience and it still is to this day because it's still supported. Uh, now, as far as the PS3, the PS3 is better for people who don't play games for like with their friends and stuff like that. It's better for like just a single player experience due to the fact that its graphics did tend to be a little better for the game like the games that they had mm-hmm. just like you couldn't you but had friends the on there PS3 you just could do it and also I'm not going to mention the the free service on there the PSN was free on the PS3 yeah. and it still is that mm-hmm. was also a plus I have to add though, it was a, like, it's a bad service but I have PSN. to say that you just, have like such a li- like with the PS3 the library was it wasn't bad. It was just that there were only so many good games on there. When it felt like the Xbox 360, you had so many options. Well, well, it, well, it has a lot more. There's first actually impressions stay with you for a long time, guys. Caleb, I mean, people, you wanted to say something, and you've been quiet for a yeah, while. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, think go ahead, go ahead. You deserve. Yeah, it. Uh, there's there's a few things. First, uh, when it comes to the PS3 being better for the uh, single player stuff, it's iffy because most, if not you know, over half of the games I've personally played have suffered worse frame rate issues and worse graphical issues what, than what games the have, uh, versions on the 360. Uh, well, Dark Souls 2 has the uh, big one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. With its 12 frames on PS3 compared to like 20 on Xbox <laughs> I don't, 360. I don't know. The I lesser of two evils. That, I never experienced that problem. Uh, Just multiple games though, like Mass Effect 2 and... Uh, I would never I play know, a Mass Effect game on the PS There's also I would always play like, an Xbox. You you need, also need to choose like your your the company that like uh, produces the game I guess you would say not the d- developer the what's the other one it's a producer yeah Publisher. the, the publishers they are a little biased toward yeah. like what system they want what games oh yeah you, definitely you could definitely every Assassin's Creed has been way better on the PlayStation Three I yeah guarantee yeah you. every mm-hmm. well sure but every that's still, that's Activi- still has a, a lot, lot of the Activision games not necessarily because they, they know what community they want to like attract into but there were like, things that that were well, very uh, yeah very I, I agree but i mean like games don't run on a console and if it's not the console's fault the console's still at fault yeah, for it i feel like it's the community around the console though it's See, not just here, like there the is it is but i mean there were some things that the ps you know, the ps3 was hated for even today you could say it's still hated for is you get an update and it takes three hours whereas on the xbox it's quick and it feels very integrated into the system PS3 had a lot of problems with like saving and loading and things like that that just felt like it was so because awkward and chunky. Because it was so hard to develop. PS4 for. is always like better with this. As yeah, matter, the 360 always has a lot of more like uh, what are, like hardware problems. And it has to do with the, the it, kind of design. I mean, the Xbox 360 is designed as or the Xbox line is designed around integration, around symmetry. Yeah. There were things like, about it everything I being like. a part of each other. Yeah, I mean, and like having an actual chat. PS3 didn't want you to make games for it. See, the thing yeah. is, I, I think first impressions really, really stay with people with, with consoles. I mean, people will still say the PS3 has oh. no games. 
and that's Originally, simply not the, true. Originally, the PS3's initial launch, it kind of tanked just because, like, the way they marketed the system was Yeah, it was, was the most terrible. expensive console, like, still. Yeah, they, they marketed the, the PS3 the same way they marketed the Xbox One, like, at like the E3 when they announced it. Or, like, at the, where did ever they, they showed it. Like, as the, the home entertainment, we want you to do everything in this. Like, that's what they wanted to do with the PS3. They're like, oh, you can be, like, well, this is, like, the family console and stuff like that. And then they fixed that when they like, all right, now we're going to make it more games related for the PS4. They did the opposite with the 360. 360 was great and like had all their games and that's what that's what they were marketing for during like their initially three in 2006. And then they thought like, all right, well, people are growing. So they made the same mistake that uh, Sony did back when they first started the PS3. Well, I w- hold up, hold up. Because if you look at the Xbox 360's progression, it went from just being ga- a system about games to being a everything. Sy- I could put, watch Netflix. I could go on Hulu. I could watch. Yes, I could play games. Yes, I could do all yes. these things, and that makes sense that they would do that because people wanted it for that reason. They, You're yeah, blaming they, them for going with what no, the I'm market was them. telling them to do. I'm not. I'm not blaming them. You know, I, initially when they said all these things about the Xbox One being like always online and stuff, I was I was okay with it to be honest. Like, yeah. I did not mind just because like you know I'm I'm one mm. of the fortunate people who has like the internet connection. Exactly. And, you. And a lot of people. You a lot of people are. like. Yeah, that that's that's the thing that's like it's me personally. And the thing is, with when it comes to like ideas that are out there or <laughs> radical, or, or, <laughs> radical. Yeah, that's the best word for it. Radical. It's really a guessing game, and I think a lot like that's the reason why they said it, it instead yeah, of just it, leaving it for the out in the open. They wanted to see what people were going to say. It is hit or miss. It really is. Yeah, and it's kind of like, will people be okay with it being always on, so we can leave it to constantly update and things like that? See, and people said no. That, uh, people were not okay with the RDM. It's they wanted they wanted to see what we the, would be uh, just I don't mean doing. to correct you or anything is DRM. Well, here's the it's thing DRM. about Thank that you. though, Adam. Like they they did say after all the backlash, you know, it's not exactly something we could just turn off with the switch of a button. And sure enough, they turned it off with the switch of a button. I know, and that's <laughs> but they weren't they didn't want to make empty promises. I think I, I like how Diggs just chucked. <laughs> it. <just> like <laughs> I know I know that sounds like I'm defending, but I st- I I do believe that you know like no no they, it's it's they, it's hard, it's one of those markets where you know. You have to see what people are saying before you do it, and I think that Nintendo is very stubborn. Usually, recently they haven't been. They usually, they they you know they're Nintendo, but I mean they're kind that... of infamous for just being very stubborn, and it's like if they don't want to do it, they're never doing it. You know, but... you can say please make a remake of this game or please make a sequel, and they won't do it. They'll laugh at you and they'll just keep doing Nintendo whatever they want. Nintendo is honestly on a different level than <laughs> Nintendo is on, is on a different like like a uh, stepping stool than xbox and playstation they're in their own little world right now trying to like mess with each other with their numbers and how many consoles they sell yeah. and like what games they provide and all their other services and that world nintendo that world was great in 2006 but nowadays it's it's not doing them so well and yeah nintendo can afford to do whatever yeah. they want the other companies yeah, well, that's yeah, true nintendo that is true has the they have both like they've been around way longer than the other two companies and they themselves they have a ton of the market share just because like they also have all these ips that they've built for themselves and like they're going to carry with them till nintendo's end pretty much yeah i we will always have a mario game i can guarantee you that yeah mario will always be around yeah it's but sadly we will not be because we are out of time oh really sorry guys yeah we we're we're just about that part we have to start wrapping things up so um i want to thank you guys again for joining me it was a lot of fun um i like that we had a good discussion about a variety of topics, most of them silly, other, some of them not so silly. Um, thank you to Digsbot for being here. I know yeah, it's, it's hard to fun. get outside of your time with schedules in advance. Uh, thank you, Caleb, Jake, Chris, for joining me. Uh, Jake and Chris, thanks again for joining me as always. Uh, thank you guys in the audience for joining me. And if you have anything you want to submit to the podcast, 
uh, theme song submissions, art, topics, anything like that, be sure to send that to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. That's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the link is in the description below, along with any of the topics that we've been discussing today. Um, this outro music for this week is brought to us by a fan named Jish. Uh, you may have heard this before. It's his Zelda uh, menu remix, which is fantastic. It takes a bunch of different games. I personally love the first segment of it up until uh, this one melody. I'm not really sure I, up until I hate it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that this <laughs> one part really... It doesn't hit there's, 100% there's a, there's a melody about, like... like... Yeah, but it's really cool. Uh, um, and uh, thank you so much again. This, this has been episode 18. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Have a good night. Night. Bye. 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 Holy crap! I wasn't recording. Princess. Just, just reiterating for everyone. Okay. <laughs> Who's gonna clap? Alright, ready? Yeah, we're gonna clap. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Three, yep. two, one. Oh, God. Okay, someone was like three minutes I punched, off. I punched my mic a little bit before I clapped oh, by accident. Alright, ready? Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, two, one. One more time, just for posterity. Seriously, who is this? Oh, God. It's who's, not funny. Who's the unprofessional one? All right, ready? 
No. Three, two, one, clap. (laughs) Why? Why? Okay, you're just going to make this a longer process for me. Cool, whatever. It was just the burp. No, let's just just go through it. it. I don't even care. Are you all recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, Uh, that's all I care about. Thanks. (laughs) Jesus. Press mark with a bunch of amateurs. Oh, by the way. Uh, for Jake and Chris, I know you guys care. I don't know if uh, you, Caleb and Diggs, I don't know if you guys care, but we are past 3,000 listeners to the last episode. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> I, was so, I don't know if we've grown. Do I get a raise? <laughs> yeah, when yes. do we start getting paid? Adam, you get two hand jobs, Caleb. Yes. Adam, one of them is from me. I want them both from Chris. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Jake, too. Wait, what? <laughs> Chris, you heard the man. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, I <laughs> I don't do blowjobs. He said hand job. Adam, add this at the All end right. of the episode. <laughs> I, I can I can do a I can do a hand here too. Oh my god! If you don't put this at the end, I'm actually going to be mad at you. I'll put me it too. at the end. I promise. I can, okay, good. Okay. Oh my god! I have so much news this week. Don't interrupt me. I swear, please. We'll get it through I, all I of promise. it. So all when right, you hear right. the news, don't interrupt it. All right. Okay, oh my okay. god. Okay. This is, is going to be a good episode. I can tell. All right. Right. Ready. Three, <laughs> two, one.